Hello, this is your local financial economist and trader. So, it is, what's today, Wednesday? No, Thursday. It's Thursday, November 12th, late in the afternoon, early afternoon. Long story short, Europe's closed, the American session's wrapping up, and uh, the week's wrapping up. Okay, so as usual, looking sitting here looking at the dashboard, um, the overall sentiment in the market, I'm noticing that the dollar and the 10-year are once again starting to move together as risk-averse assets. So for instance, today I'm looking at the dollar being up at least slightly. Ten-year bonds are also up. Yields are down. And corresponding, gold is relatively flat. Crude oil is down slightly. S&P is down a little bit. So the overall sentiment in the market, looking at the dashboard, is risk-off. But the moves are so small. They're so narrow that I personally think the sentiment carries over into tomorrow's trading session where at the end of the week or towards the close of trading sessions, different sessions, we could see volatility spike and some of these markets kind of move to to set up the, 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 the sentiment trades that the market's kind of setting up. I guess going into next week. Let's see. This week was not this week. Past couple of days. Um, did a decent amount of trading. Not a lot, but not a little bit either. And like most weeks, what I typically try to do is I try to put on the positions at the beginning of the trading week with a time frame of cashing them out towards the end of the week. If I have to carry them over into the next week into the following week, that's fine. It's not ideal, but if I have to, I have to. Uh, in some cases, like today with corn, I took a small loss to close out a position that I think I initially opened a around the election so a little bit over a week ago um saw the position move against me then came back and move against me and came back and it was basically just it's trading sideways the longer term charts looks like the trade would have moved in my favor but the analysis is done on longer term charts so that means it's going to take longer for the move to play out and I personally didn't have the time to sit around and watch corn just bounce around for another week, week and a half before it finally makes a move. Now, keep in mind, though, that when commodities move, they move. And those those moves are worth money. But in between those moves, it's kind of like a game of baseball. You do a lot of sitting and watching and waiting. And then eventually something exciting happens. And then you go back to doing a lot of sitting and watching and waiting. 
but overall it's good to see the 10 year moving back in back in line with a dollar that means the fundamentals in the markets are starting to fall back into place now going forward going into next week being that fundamental forces may start exerting more influence over markets in the short term i'm expecting to see a continuation of dollar appreciation again simply because investors around the world are going to seek the liquidity of the dollar it's just something that you buy and hold in times of uncertainty similarly with the 10-year treasury i expect more price appreciation meaning interest rates are yields down on the treasury on the 10-year treasuries as an uncertainty play so now that the treasury market is not moving in step with risk assets like stocks and commodities you get to see that hedging relationship pulled back into the market and with a lot more downside in the short term than upside for risk assets i think you get to see some appreciation in 10-year treasuries simply because they can now be used as a hedge against the riskier side of your portfolio like we used to do back in the day way back in the day before last week's election finally i'm starting to see some uh i'm starting to see some weakness in in the price of oil personally i thought the price of oil was was not justifiable based on the macro fundamentals of demand i understand opec is going to try to control supply but good luck when the shell producers in america are just going to pump as soon as prices get above their break even stock market fundamentals are not there the fed's still there but cheap money can only support the market for so long for example japan and the nikkei the bank of japan has had ultra accommodated monetary policy for decades and the nikkei as of recently was re retesting highs it made back in the early 90s like in 91 for reference Pac wasn't even rapping yet in 91. What else? That's about it. And going in tomorrow, another interesting thing though, um I've been looking at gold. Gold has gold has done some recalibrating in the last couple of days because at first it was moving with a strong inverse relationship to the dollar. So whenever the dollar's up, gold is down. Whenever gold is down, I mean, whenever dollar's down, gold is up. Last week, towards the uh, election, that relationship broke a little bit. Gold basically traded flat. And then we had the announcement over the weekend. And we had a huge sell-off in gold. So that sell-off in gold kind of corresponded with the run-up in equities. It corresponded. Now, the theory behind that is 
looking at gold as a hedge against uncertainty because the dollar was taken out of the safe haven contend the, the dollar wasn't necessarily a contender for safe haven status as it usually is in times of uncertainty in global financial markets because the uncertainty was based in the United States around the election. You saw yen appreciation, you saw Swiss franc appreciation as they are the other safe haven currencies. And with the uncertainty, you would have also seen investment capital flowing into and supporting the price of gold. Well, when the election was called for Joe Biden, and a lot of that uncertainty got priced out of the market, you saw stocks appreciating because it was the thing to do, I guess. But more importantly, you saw a sell-off in gold. So the appreciation in stocks also corresponded with a sell-off in treasuries, which re reinitiated the inverse relationship and that hedging relationship between treasuries and risk assets. But what it also did was it pulled a lot of investment capital out of gold simply because the uncertainty was gone and you didn't need to hedge against dollar uncertainty because now there was a clearer narrative around the election. So that sell-off in gold corresponded with the sell-off in treasuries, which is basically just investors selling whatever safe asset they were buying so that they can invest in the rally that we were experiencing at that point. Well, a couple days in, prices are settled, and now gold seems to be trading back in line with other risk assets like stocks and commodities. So going into tomorrow, being that the dashboard is hinting towards more risk-off sentiment, my, my trade assumption for tomorrow is I see more dollar appreciation, or at least the dollar not losing any of the price gains it made today. Similar price action with the 10-year treasury, more appreciation, or at least the price is not losing any ground that they gained today. And then in gold, we'll put it this way. After what happened with the S&P in the past couple of days with the trading flat, and I lost, uh, I lost out on a trade that was, uh, that was positioned for uh, more downside volatility. I may actually be facing a scenario where the gold put or puts doesn't uh, doesn't appreciate because they do expire tomorrow simply because the price just trades sideways and just time value decay just eats up all the value but the good thing is there's always a good there's always a silver lining the timing on the purchase for the puts um, I try to for instance okay my trading style is more geared towards swing trading. So I look for signs of reversals. That benefits 
options or an option strategy because when the price is increasing, calls get more expensive, but puts get very cheap. When the price is falling, puts get more expensive, but calls get very cheap. And I was able to purchase two puts on gold or on the GLD ETF uh, expiring tomorrow. And they were fairly cheap because the market had just finished running down in the price and started consolidating and pulling backwards. So at that point, market participants were shifting their interest away from the puts and towards the calls. And the price of the calls started increasing but the price of the puts started falling. And I was able to come in and buy one put yesterday. And I bought another one today. Because the time value, the time decay, the actual, the one that I bought yesterday was cheaper today. So I was able to buy another one today. But between the two of them, I've got unlimited upside. Expiring tomorrow, of course. But my downside... It's only $101 because the puts are so cheap and you can only lose what you bought the contracts for when buying options. So yeah, the risk reward is pretty nice on that one. So, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the exposure going into the weekend or actually going into the end of the trading week. Um, I was trading the, the dollar through a Euro US dollar futures. Um, the 10-year, I was looking at uh, call options on the 10-year. Those are good. Uh, gold, I had the uh, GLD put, still holding on to those. Last one standing. Um, the S&P, I had the calls on the E-mini futures. Those expired yesterday. Worthless, lost some money. And then crude oil. I've been playing crude oil in the spot Forex market. Through the US dollar Canadian dollar exchange rate. So the the Canadians still export a significant amount of oil from their tar sands region. And so their currency is sensitive to movements in the price of oil. And the concept is as oil prices increase, the Canadian economy sees a benefit because the price of something that they were going to export anyway just went up. So they're bringing in more money for the same amount of work, output. Inversely, when oil prices go down, the Canadian economy suffers because for the same amount of output, they would bring in less money as the price of the commodity they export goes down. So with that concept, looking at weakness in commodities through crude oil and a couple grains um i was able to play the anticipation of crude oil uh crude oil price weakening in the coming sessions paired with dollar appreciation that i'm looking at through the dollar index and those two concepts intersected at that exchange rate with the US dollar and the Canadian dollar. So a long dollar, which was the US dollar side of it, 
and short oil, which is short the Canadian side of the exchange rate, and that was a profitable trade coming into the end of the closing, coming into the end of the trading week. So, if the sentiment holds up, then tomorrow at open, being that the uh, the puts on the uh, on GLD are on equity equity options. So, the prices don't move overnight, or the, the derivative doesn't reprice overnight, but the actual ETF does. But, uh, hopefully by, and I know hope is not a strategy, but hopefully by market open tomorrow, gold prices, or at least the price on the GLD is down another dollar, dollar fifty, and I can close those puts out. And if the sentiment carries into next week... On Sunday evening, I'll look once again at getting long exposure to the dollar, long exposure to 10-year treasuries, or honestly just fixed income bonds, um, and selling exposure and risk assets like gold, stocks, and crude oil or other commodities. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's it for today. So far, it's been it's been working out in my favor, and at several points today, because I had some trades that were not necessarily at their targets, but from a money management standpoint, because we're towards the end of the week, just as a as a matter of uh, just as a matter of principle, I try to raise capital going into the weekend because markets are closed for 48 hours plus or minus and people keep the world keeps spinning so when markets reopen on Sunday there might be opportunity based on dislocations or you know changes that happen over the weekend so the goal is always to take on risk towards the front of the week and just slowly Take the risk off your books towards the uh, towards the back end of the week, simply because you don't know what kind of what kinds of opportunities are going to be available in the next trading session or next trading week, based on you know people being people over the weekend. But that's it for today. If you have any questions, you can always email me at contact at runthenumbers.biz. That's contact at r u n T-H-E-N-U-M-B-E-R-S dot B-I-Z. Contact at runthenumbers.biz. This is your financial economist and trader signing off. Talk to you soon.